Welcome to the Tech Bytes podcast from the Packet Pushers. So we're now more than a year into enterprises supporting remote work for large numbers of their employees, and it's pretty likely the companies are going to continue to support a mix of in-office and work-from-anywhere options. So on today's episode, sponsored by AppNetto, we're going to explore how IT can optimize performance and support for a highly distributed workforce and develop a sustainable strategy for a work-from-anywhere reality. Our guests from AppNetto are Adam Edwards. He is Chief Customer Officer, and Mike Hustler, he is CTO. Adam and Mike, welcome to the podcast. So as I said, we're more than a year into this experience and work from anywhere is likely to be the model going forward. So when you talk to customers, where do you see them lagging in trying to optimize for remote work? Uh, a year in, are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say we're seeing uh, three themes with, with common lag. Uh, first, if you think about the remote office, the ones that are open to now tend to be really important. Uh, i.e. revenue generating sites where mm -hmm. customers are served, uh, remaining staff uh, like us who can work remotely are doing so. So you see a basically doubling of infrastructure that IT has to support and where something can go wrong and, and usually does. So safe to say IT is stretched to deliver uh, against the normal service levels we all had a little over a year ago. At the other end of that, you see the data center. Teams have remained all in from what we see across our enterprise customers and even more so as core apps and connectivity modes uh, grow to support this new duality. We've seen a steady migration from on-prem data centers to cloud uh, as workload shift to support customers' transformations that were probably already planned, but may have even been pulled in uh, mm -hmm. through the pandemic. So cloud-native platforms, containerization, VMs, and so on are playing a growing role. Uh, and to some extent, uh, you're seeing on-prem data centers and apps move to the cloud, move to even third-party SaaS mm -hmm. in, in some cases. So uh, more needles and more haystacks. And I think when it comes to common lag, um, teams need visibility in across this doubling infrastructure. So when something goes wrong, what do you do about it? Uh, you know, are my users having a problem with Zoom company-wide uh, or just with my Comcast users in New England? It's the speed of change is one thing, like, and it's a forced change. So when we've spoken to people about what they did during this transition, a lot of people said we took existing solutions and moved them out to the edge. Like, you know, if we had thin clients, we just moved, put everybody with a thin client. Some people just did thin clients to their desktops at work and that was their remote access solution, right? <laughs> and that's that would work, <laughs> um, but it's probably not long-term sustainable. And I've heard of people doing VPN concentrators, but using uh, typical, you know, legacy VPN models and then connecting legacy VPN clients to them, but deploying them in the cloud so that they got speed. And they're sort of building up this, and then everybody knows they're building up this technical debt, but they also know that they can't see anything. You've got no visibility here. That's exactly right. I think it's key to kind of just step back and understand that, as you said at the beginning, you know, work from anywhere is is going to be with us for a long time. And at the beginning, we had a high tolerance. You know, we we threw around, uh, we're all in this together, and uh, and there were, you know, there's a lot of empathy being uh, being thrown around. But uh, that's starting to shift and starting to kind of go away. And we need to shift that empathy back to the IT teams, as you said at the beginning of the pandemic. People would have probably beefed up their VPN concentrators and their other edge devices. And they would have put in the standard monitoring around it to make sure that, you know, logs, uh, status, health, load metrics, all that's being being looked at. And you have that kind of observability. But are you getting the view from your end users workstation from the end user mm. through to the apps that they're using? So you've got the same same people, same apps, but now you've got new paths and those paths, whether they're 
working in, the, in their home, whether they're working in the office, those paths are, are changing. And we need to make sure that from a performance perspective, we're uh, looking and monitoring those, those paths. But just to set context, then obviously AppNet has got a visibility solution. Can you just give us the thirty thousand foot overview, so folks have a you know some idea of where to hang their hats on this? Yeah, uh, AppNet is a network performance service that gives you real time insight into user experience from any location to any application, no matter where it's hosted. Uh, so we do this with a combination of end to end application delivery path monitoring, uh, live packets on the wire flows and doing synthetic transactions. Uh, we call it four-dimensional monitoring and it really gives you that insight from anywhere to anywhere uh, from your individual office of one on a workstation uh, all the way up to a hundred gig data center. Okay, thank you, that was excellent. I, I think one of the interesting parts about AppNetter and monitoring is uh, I talked a minute ago about how the solutions are where they are, but they're also going to move to something else. We've seen a lot of the traditional vendors make a big point about hybrid work or, as I call it, distributed work, where people are going to be moving out of the office. And I think the challenge that people haven't yet met is the idea that there's an existing solution and there's a new solution and you need to make them all work at the same time. You need to rely on visibility tools that are independent of the actual network so that you can see what's happening on both the old and the new and measure them and then troubleshoot and get visibility through the transition. Is that something? That's my thinking. Is that sane? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly right. So when you're not working in the office, that used to be a, you know, travel evenings, weekend, or, or maybe exception-based uh, base condition. And now it's, you know, it's core and it's going to be with us in the middle of the business day and for a long time. So whether you're, yeah, whether you're working, working from home or in the office, you need that same, that same visibility through the infrastructure from your workstation to your apps. I feel like employees want to work from anywhere, but they're also expecting the same level of IT support they would get if they were in the office and the same kind of application performance. So do you have examples from AppNet customers or how about how they're trying to sort of balance these competing demands? One of the aspects of our customer engagement approach that makes us different is our teams work hard to understand our customers' business challenges and then help them meet them with our monitoring platform. So we keep a really good ear to the ground to understand how we're helping uh, enterprises. Uh, one example uh, recently is with a regional healthcare provider. It leverages us to monitor user experience across multiple applications like electronic medical records, uh, imaging, and telehealth delivery. Uh, last year, the customer added a pair of applications used to deliver uh, daily uh, COVID test results and health checks. So as you imagine, a uh, return to work survey uh, requires employees to validate negative symptoms, uh, just like you might see for children going to school every day. Mm -hmm. uh, on the surface, it seems like it's a simple checklist, uh, has a distributed app and data tier behind it, and it's delivered to multiple users within and outside of an organization. So uh, one day the customer was monitoring this uh, and understood that the application had become intermittently available. So alerts sounded, notified the, the team, and they began to troubleshoot. Now, Mike's going to get way nerdier than I am uh, with his role, but part of our platform does synthetic user experience. Uh, so you can proactively spot issues with an app independently of when a particular user may be online. Uh, so we use a full version of Chrome on our monitoring points uh, to monitor that user experience. 
when the customer in question was notified that there was an error, they could actually see the last error that the user experience would have rendered, in this case, a connection reset. So we looked in the platform and uh, understood that uh, the route history showed that there were actually a pair of application servers hiding behind a load balancer, and one of them had a misconfigured certificate. So as you might imagine, a lot of needles and a lot of haystacks, we made a simple problem very quickly evident. So live saved, resume generating events avoided. <laughs> and um, you know, when you select a career in IT and monitoring, you know you're not directly saving lives, but knowing you help customers do this is always a plus. Okay, I think that's an important point because we all know that users uh, will say the network is slow, but that doesn't really help you when you're trying to figure out a problem. So the benefit, I guess, of a synthetic transaction is that you can actually make that test for yourself to actually get some actionable insight. Absolutely. So loading the network, being able to put the right packets on the network to get uh, full insight of the end-to-end performance of that network from where the user is to where the apps are is, is, is critical and is what AppNeta brings. And again, that helps support that sort of work from anywhere uh, strategy because you're not necessarily relying on <laughs> the skill of your end users to be able to help you identify and diagnose faults. You're not, yeah, you're not relying on the skill of, of your end users for sure. You're giving visibility into their work, the workstation, the environment that they're in, as well as the, the full path to the, to the apps by putting the, uh, the precise packets that we need to get that measurement on the network, we're able to handle uh, work from home users at a massive scale. Have you kind of put together a playbook or are there best practices for the most common issues that you're seeing arising from this work from anywhere environment? We have, and I think that's the first rule of a playbook is to, to have one. Works better than hope always. Um, <laughs> we recommend deploying a combined active and passive platform, uh, an instrument everywhere your users are operating. We usually, in a work from home model where you have issues, it's most often the case that you'll see a last mile issue, either last few feet within the home or maybe with a, a residential best effort ISP. But to be sure, you've got to look at the end-to-end -end instrumentation that, uh, that Mike mentioned. So most customers that are supporting a hybrid workforce will leverage the corporate office as kind of the gold standard. Mm -hmm. uh, those have well-managed tier one carrier grade internet connections. Uh, sometimes they do go directly to the internet, but sometimes they're going over uh, MPLS with QoS. So think of that as probably the ideal performance model. That's your reference, your control. And then to that, you need to overlay work from home users. Uh, but you need metadata about those users, maybe region, maybe ISP, maybe department, maybe role, maybe the app uh, and some other, you know, firmographic data. So that way, when something goes bump in the night, you can answer the question, who else is affected? Is this a service wide issue or is this, again, just my regional users with a specific app? So you're integrating yeah. with tools like Active Directory there to say, oh, this person's a part of this team to gather the monitoring data into something relevant and useful? Yeah, we have an approach called uh, Just Tell Me. It's really helping, um, you know, all of our customers uh, have multiple monitoring tools and multiple single panes of glass and knock screens, right? So <laughs> when, when you get an event and that's about user experience, that could be anywhere. That could be uh, from the user's last mile to the app, to the middle of the internet and everywhere in between. So we understand that with the broad instrumentation we have, we need to help customers segment quickly uh, all of the aspects about that application so they can sort the data and filter based on just what they need to solve that and action it quickly. Uh, it's really easy otherwise to just swim in data. As Adam speaks to the, uh, to setting up the monitoring within your offices and your well-defined enterprise infrastructure, and you think of the randomness of your work from home, work from anywhere users, 
and the and the environments that that they're in uh, getting that gold standard is super important mm. so you're also you're measuring between your data centers and between all of your offices but you're also providing a level set of what the expectation is for your work from home users and as you're as you're measuring all of the paths from your remote workers you're able to compare them against a known good a, a gold standard it really comes down to ensuring that you have the end-to-end performance monitoring through the path defined by your users to their critical apps. Yeah, the end-to-end is really important because you've got to see the flow from the user experience. So you've got to see it from, see what the user sees, and then you've got to see what the service sees. But I, I wanted to come back to the point that Adam made, which is you can model that you can actually gather up all the data and say, show me what the data is in my data center or show me all the data that's happening in my cloud and look at it by location as much as you can model it by person. That's right. We've added a lot of capabilities in the last year to help users scale across multiple use cases, connectivity modes, uh, in segment, even something like what's the version of my operating system or my monitoring point? Uh, tell me something about the region or the carrier yeah. or something similar. So it's important to be able to let the users segment them in ways that are meaningful to them. Although we do have a number of system defined segments and filters, when we deploy, we work closely with users to understand how to overlay their business context in a monitoring deployment configuration. Right, yeah, and that's that's pretty important. A lot of people just have monitoring and you get, oh, this flow is going slow, but it's really about the context of that flow or that app alert saying something's wrong. Is it a person who's in a particular part of the world? Are they working at a coffee shop? Are they, is their home broadband bad? Or is this somebody who 99% of the time has no problems whatsoever and now all of a sudden does? These are all issues of context and how you and, and getting the data to give you that that context. Yeah. And you had mentioned um, new capabilities, uh, new features. Have you rolled out other new uh, features in the product to support this work from home environment? Yeah, we've been busy, you know, all through through last year in uh, embracing work from anywhere. So last year we reinvested in our our Mac and and Windows. Uh, monitoring points, you know, improve the installation, make it easier to roll these out at scale, support the latest uh, OSs like Big Sur. So again, this is not a 20, 2020, 2021 uh, problem. We're, we're definitely seeing this uh, for the long run. And it's a, a platform which we'll continue to build on to improve workstation visibility. Mm. Complementing um, WFA and the need for kind of view at scale, but equally applicable to all monitoring, whether data center or your your offices. There's several advancements that we've been uh, adding to the, the product to improve that visibility. So our customers can now use filters, tags to overlay, as Adam was saying, the business context and organizational context onto their monitoring platform. That might mean segmenting or reducing the views of their total monitoring space so they can see what, what matters right now or what matters for a, a certain set of, uh, of their workforce. And then building upon that uh, cut, those custom views, we've added a bunch of dashboards to give different views into, into quality. So we've added the application quality dashboard. Are your applications meeting our defined SLA? You know, whether they're your apps or, or critical third-party apps that you depend on, you need to be able to see and, and at a glance and, and be alerted when, when quality is subpar. Added web performance dashboards. Are your apps trending slower? Are they, are they uh, staying the same or maybe getting faster? And thinking about the distributed workforce, we've uh, improved our geo map and the, the current network violation map to give a at a glance um, look at 
the paths and the service quality of those paths across your whole network or across a subset of the network as defined by your organization. One of the um, most interesting new dashboards is a tree map view that leans on the tagging and filtering and gives you, it's really important for, you know, we've been talking a lot about scale. So it gives you at a glance view into the scale and the performance across, across your network and be able to, to slice and, and chop that down and, and get the exact view that you want. Well, that does uh, wrap up our time. Thank you, Adam and Mike, for joining us. If folks want to find out more, where would you send them, Adam? Thanks, Drew. You can, of course, find us on all the usual social media channels, as well as our own website, uh, appnetta.com forward slash packet pushers. All right, that's appnetta.com slash packet pushers. Uh, thanks again, and thanks to Appnetta for being a sponsor. If you like this episode, you can find this and many more fine, free, technical podcasts, along with our community blog. That's at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at Packet Pushers. Find us on LinkedIn, rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough. <laughs>